King Coco. And we have the usuals in the hole. Someday we're going to break up this lineup and bring in some fresh blood to augment, not to replace, augment. Yeah, seriously, I don't think we can be replaced, man. Let's go through our intros. I'm going to leave it to you guys to do that. Who's out there? King Conco in the house. Well, hello. <laughs> G. Francis here. Mid-July, mid-July already. And it's been non-stop hockey. Yeah, baby! <laughs> oh, really? What, what kind of life wow. do you got going? It must, yeah. it must be personal. I'm adding, yeah, hockey. I'm adding showbiz because there's only so many hellos in one program. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was going to do hello, I love you, but then I thought it wasn't like they'd question who I was talking to. So <laughs> I left that alone. As a lead-off topic this evening, I, I think we should take a look back at the final, that 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 scintillating final that we witnessed mm-hmm. between the uh, Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning, concluding in five games with a Lightning victory. Not so decisive in the final game, but throughout. I'm grateful that the the better team won. Um, but I, I want uh, to hear Casey's impression of that uh, stupendous athletic event. I really can't uh, say much about it because it, it basically panned out exactly the way I thought it would. I mean, I, you well, know. let's cut to our next topic. Yep. Okay, good <laughs> enough. Let's talk about the 21-22. No. Um, you know what? Well, first of all... Um, I mean, come on. As you said, the better team won. Clearly the better team won. I actually would go so far as to say I think the way they played and the lineup they have, uh, everything else, especially this year, who knows what will happen in the future when they uh, have to uh, adhere to the payroll like everybody else, hopefully. Oh, hey, hey, can I interject? They did not break any rules. I know I'll they didn't interject. break in, I know they didn't break any rules. I'm not Plain saying they simple. broke. I'm not saying they broke any rules. I'm just saying, as we've all said many times, that is that is that's not even a loophole. That's just total stupidity on the part of the NHL that there allows this that there allows this to happen and to be abused beyond like was there a ceiling? And, and then uh, and the other thing is, you know what? You can say what you want, but it only benefits teams, the rich teams. So it's like, it's not even like having a cap. Because teams that don't have money can't do that. I mean, you know, I'm just saying the whole thing. But I want to. I don't really want to focus on that. All I'm saying is, clearly they were better than Montreal. I think clearly they were probably better than... 90% of the league, it worked out the way it should have. I have issues with, you know, 
with the payroll thing and all that, as I said. But you know what? In all honesty, the season came to an end. It came to an end as it should have. I'm, and, and in all honesty, you know what? It's not like a team I absolutely loved, you know, lost. So I don't really give a shit that much. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> No, okay, but I mean well, seriously, well, I don't. Here. I don't. Here. I don't like. Uh, I don't love Tampa. Well, I know that enough enough to you know be like whooping it up because sure, they mind. won, and I don't hate Montreal as much as you guys do. So that that part of it doesn't give me any satisfaction. It's just like you know what? It's like the better team won. They deserve to win. Clearly deserve to win, and that's the end of it. All right. I guess it's my turn now. Yes, yes, it's your turn now, G. Okay. <laughs> let's want to make sure. Let's hear what you have to say on that on the uh, on the final. What do you have to say on the final? Well, I mean, I, I Mr. Francis. No, no. I mean, I think we can all agree that first of all, hockey in mid July is just wrong. Um, I lost interest a long time ago, but you know, my hatred for Montreal is the only thing that really had me interested but not interested to celebrate so much just it was a big uh few uh thank thank goodness they lost but um it was all carry price man it was all carry price and up to that point when they reached the final he had played like the best goalie in the world until he actually faced the best goalie in the world and then uh you know in a nutshell that's why the Habs got demolished they had no business being in the Stanley Cup final, but that's that's sport and that's really hockey. I mean, it's like the Flames making it to the final one year and, and the Oilers making it. And we're not talking 80s. We're talking in the last, what, what 10 years or so. So, yeah. Um, so Montreal just became that Canadian Cinderella team that, that got to the final and then couldn't close it. And in fact, couldn't even start it, open it. Um but I, I get back to price. I mean, the guy, I admire the guy. The guy, there's nothing you can say about Kerry Price that, you know, you can't admire the guy and root for him to a certain degree. It's true. You know, because, you know, he's a solid, solid goalie and a solid citizen and all that crap. Yeah. But, but, and, and it was kind of tough to see him try to blame himself for the first few games I wasn't good enough. But the fact was, yeah, you weren't good enough. You didn't play way beyond your level like you had up till up from the Leafs game four or whatever until the final. And then he just Yeah, I mean he, he he wasn't good enough. He wasn't good enough relative to what he'd been or relative to what it was gonna take for them to be Tampa. But I mean you know, so he is beating himself up, but it's not, you know, this isn't like uh, Jack Campbell here. You know, he got like, in the heads. He got in the heads of every team from from that turnaround in the Leafs series through the Jets in, in Vegas. He got in the heads of the shooters. They, they just, you know, they just melted. And uh, But that didn't happen against Tampa. And because of that, they lost in five, plain and simple. So that's that series. There's not a lot to say about Tampa, you know, and they did what they were supposed to do. Um, you know, I mean, the only story that comes out of that series, I guess, which sort of rolls into the off season is, you know, this Stamkos sort of this, 
you know, $8 million man or 10 or whatever he is. Um, I think he played like the 13th most minutes on Tampa in the playoffs. And, um, you know, there's a lot of rumors right now about trying to trade him or, or whatever. I don't think they can buy him out. Um, but the decline of Stamkos, the captain of the team, um, he didn't, he didn't really contribute, uh, like a top player should. He wasn't the story in, by any means. Yeah, he's not the story of the team anymore. I mean, he's yeah. been surpassed by by at least, you know, three or four guys, at least. And then there are a lot of other guys, like the third line, like, you know, the best third line in hockey that surely will be uh, going to greener pasture, pastures after this. Uh, um, they they had more of an impact on these victories than Stamkos did. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see how Tampa rolls, you know, coming out of two Stanley Cups and finally facing the music. I don't think they can uh, pull a salary cap miracle once again. I mean, the interesting thing is is now there's noise out of Montreal that Weber is uh, is considering taking a year off just because... Oh, they're, they're saying his career might be over. Well... <clears throat> You know, but I'm just, oh, it might be over. But it seems more like a buildup of, of ongoing injuries. But, like, you know, wouldn't that be something if Montreal next year was the the Tampa, you know, they go and sign a Dougie Hamilton or something. And, you know, a year from now, surely Weber's going to be a lot more healthy than he is right now. Um, and even a Weber that hasn't played in a year is still a top four defenseman. Um, so wouldn't that be a story? Anyway. But don't you honestly think like the I mean they the problem is the league the league didn't step in and do something about this this uh loophole that's that that basically teams are just thumbing their nose at and now they I mean it's like can they just close it and go well, you can't do that anymore when you know like when a team won the Stanley Cup doing it I I do find it interesting and maybe it's just the sort of sources that I've been listening to, but Leaf fans were the exception to the rule of, you know, Montreal being can becoming Canada's team. Okay, we're all supposed to fall in behind Montreal when, you know, we ha we have our own way of of interacting with this sport and with our fandomness. Part of being a fan is hating some teams and liking some others and having sympathy for some others. And that they are pathetic in so many ways. I've always hated Montreal.
ride a hot goalie. Couldn't stand the fact that the Habs had picked another soft spot. I don't want to hear any more feel-good stories. I don't want to hear about it. Like, I think they're going to be right back to the team they've always been next year. I don't think they should. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs next year in the in the division as it's going to be. I mean, it, it's their, you know what? They had a good run. They rode a hawk goalie. Uh, they played some good hockey and beat, you know, beat some teams and showed some character and everything else. But that's completely uh, in the past now. You took the words out of my, my mouth, really. I mean, they're, they're, they might have not been quite as bad as they were in the in the regular season, and they certainly were not as good as they showed in the playoffs. So. They're an average team at best, and I mean, I'm sure Habs fans are behind them and are, are expecting great things, but uh, I think they're going to be disappointed because, like you said, I mean, they almost, you know, 18th best team to, you know, by far the worst record to, to make the playoffs this year. I mean, good for them to do what they did, but next year it's back to reality and uh yeah i'm not saying they can't make the playoffs but you know they're, they're not going to run to the final that's no it's that's not even not i don't happening. even i don't even think what we're saying should come as any it doesn't you know, yeah, as, no as any surprise. shock or any no. like this shouldn't be like people are going to be going what the fuck are those guys talking no, about no, like no. we're, we're like, stating the obvious yeah really. i mean that's you know yeah, yeah. seriously can people take some kind of solace from the fact that the Leafs got beat by a team that went all the way to the finals? No. no. You know what? It's like, that. that is like, <laughs> well, seriously. One, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you hear it. You hear it. You don't, yeah, that, That's not just something I pulled out of my ass. I mean, that's like, you know, there's some kind of like <laughs> satisfaction that these people are getting in like, you know, thinking that the the Leafs got beat by a team that was, you know, des- a team of destinies, G likes to say. And you know what, frankly, you know what? The Leafs the Leafs lost because they lost because they didn't adjust. Everything that happened to the Leafs is on the Leafs. Apparently, apparently uh, getting back to the, you know, Canada's team and stuff. I mean, this isn't like, you know, a, a one team in baseball. Unfortunately for the rest of Canada, it's, it's Toronto, it's the Jays, it's the Raptors. Um, but I think worse than Ontario, because I mean they're split and they're. But it was the Prairie provinces like Saskatchewan and, and Winnipeg or Manitoba that I think in polls were that were the provinces that least supported the Habs uh, in the Stanley Cup final. Huh. Um, interesting enough, but not shockingly either. Um, anyway, so well, you, you... I'm moving to uh, Regina next week. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good luck with your Regina move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've always loved the name of that. City. Well, yeah, I threw a dart on. Yeah, yeah. I hit Regina. Yeah. Funny. Regina, angina, vagina, all those ginas. Yeah. Anyway, uh... is it? Yeah, is it Gina? Yeah. No, Gina. <laughs> I I find it interesting actually when I do sort of uh, peruse the pods. 
on future moves for the Leafs, how optimistic people are. I am not optimistic very much at all about the Leafs. Actually, the Leafs this past year have a re- had a reasonable D, right? But up front, man, after those four guys, like who's your next best player? Kerfoot? And, yeah. and he might be gone in the expansion draft. So what what do you have left? Spezza is, you know, showed a lot this season. Um, but I don't think you can count on that going Absolutely. forward. Yeah. And you can't count on him eating a lot of minutes. They are going to be hard-pressed to fill out that roster with anyone resembling an NHL player or anyone resembling an NHL player who isn't exactly on the bubble and could easily be playing in the AHL. Uh, the D is reasonable. The goaltending is like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe you found someone who will be okay for 40 games, maybe 50. The other guy, you have no idea who that is. I, I, I can't wait for, uh, I mean, the one thing about Dubas that he does do is he seems to pull rabbits out of the hat. They haven't, none of them have really won him a playoff series yet, but I don't know. What do you think going forward? Gee, you first. I, I think they're really, really thin. And, and I, you know, as a Leaf fan, I worry about it as well. I, I just think they've really painted themselves into a corner. Their, def- their defense was good, but I think a lot of that is Toronto media driven. And it was relatively good to the fact that it was such a weak link in the past. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I haven't heard a thing about Bogosian. You know, I, I would think that that guy can make a million anywhere, really. He can write a ticket. Oh, certainly um, hope so. He had a good year right? last year. He had a good year yeah, last yeah. year. Maybe for him, that was a show-me contract. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if he signs for more somewhere else. I don't think the Leafs can afford to pay him any more. Well, what was he making on the Leafs? Was he making a million? One, one million. One million. Really? Uh, Dermot is now signed for, you know, making a, a cap hit of 1.5 over the next two years. Right. Anyway, yeah, I, I, they got they got that solid nucleus. Riley, now, you know, we've talked about it. he's in his last year. I mean, either extend the guy now or trade him. Yeah, I, I think I don't think we can just roll, you know, just wait and and then lose another player. I don't think I, they can afford to extend him. I I think. And I don't guys, think so either. You guys can because I don't think they can afford to extend Riley. For what he could get, I don't think they can afford to pay Hyman what another team would pay him. No, he's um, gone. Well, by I mean, the way, I don't, so I, breaking news, which, which you know won't be breaking, but I mean Hyman in, has now been given permission to talk to all right, like as a, as a free agent. So yeah, you're free to free to talk to other teams about signing him in the hopes because which is a clear sign that. Um, we're not going to sign you, so let's hopefully get a mid-round draft choice. So what uh, they want to do is sign and, team. sign and trade. No, no, not a sign and trade. Just like they just know, want if to you trade guys, If you if you trade his rights, so yeah. if if another yeah. team decides to sign him, then we will we will trade him. Yeah, for a mid-round uh, draft choice. Yeah, mid or like when you say mid, I, I think you get a sixth-round draft choice for maybe fifth for for the right to negotiate with Hyman for the preliminary like two the, weeks. The, the, yeah. The ensuing two weeks. That's about all you get for that. I, yeah. I, I would say four or five. I, I think, five, um, 
They can use all they can get. The Leafs have so many issues, guys, and it all goes back to the this core four thing, which uh, you know, which uh, the management of the team seems to consider, you know, the greatest plan ever. But and we've just talked about the guys who I don't think they can afford to keep. But I, I'm, I'll tell you where where I come down on the Leafs because you know what? Let's just say that these four guys aren't going anywhere. That's a lot of talent. Okay, let's we'll 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 give them that. The bottom six is just ridiculous. But I still think the Leafs' big problem is goaltending. I am not sold on Campbell as a fifty-game goalie i'm not i don't Um, think they are either i'm i'm i mean i am they gotta get an upgrade in there and you look at all the names that are being kicked around everybody from you know uh kemper yeah from kemper for even flurry Flurry, uh, Leonard. With a $7 million contract. Well, this is my point. This is my point. This is is exactly my point. (laughs) But Flurry Flurry is like out there. I don't know how that comes up. And and, any... I'm just saying, any goaltender that I would consider what the Leafs need, they can't afford. You know, just like every other thing, they can't afford. Because of well, this, they're giving this... up. They're giving up five million if they don't sign Freddie. Like, that's what they paid for goalie last year on top of Campbell's one and a half or whatever he makes. So yeah, but they need. Know, but they they need that money for other stuff too. Like it's not. And, like and they're not they saving just... that. They're not saving that money by signing Hyman. So there's yeah. another well. two and a half. So I think they're looking for a goalie that's going to play minimal, minimal half the games and yeah. and hopefully more. I don't think, I don't think they're they're planning on Campbell being, being like the 50, 60 guy. Like let's reverse what Freddie was. I don't think that's in their plans. I just I so. all I'm saying is I think that the guy that is is the only, you know, uh, locked in goaltending option that the Leafs have. It makes less than a than a good backup. So it's yeah, it's a it's disaster. True. It is an absolute disaster, and it all yeah, it it, and it all and it all comes down to this core four thing. It's funny you mentioned the Stamkos thing, because I remember Bill threw it out there about, you know, just just you got to get somehow you got to get uh, Tavares to 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 break his uh, no trade because otherwise. They are screwed, and that's basically the same situation that uh, the Tampa's in. The Tampa, they're probably going to have to unload like you know five or six guys, but it's the same kind of situation. You got a guy who's making more than his production, and for the good of you know the guys who they still have to resign or new guys they got to bring in to shore up. You cannot get by on an average goaltender, four stars, and two better-than-average defensemen. You cannot get by in the NHL on a lineup like that. I don't care what they make. They can't get by with that kind of lineup. 
I'm thinking I'm, I'm the more and more I think this is they're just so screwed the way things are. I mean, I talked about, you know, trying to replace a Tavares as a as a solid, solid, solid second second uh, center. I mean, they just they don't grow on trees. It's they're so valuable. He's still good. He, he's scored at his his average pace he, like I don't have a big problem with him I, I wish he didn't make 11 million but he was going to make it somewhere and uh you know Kyle took the big swing or whatever and, and got him and and we all rejoiced for you know you know half a season and then realized what it meant once everybody else started signing to to get into that structure right like okay so now Matthews has to make 11.6 and and Marner's got to make 10.9 and um, so, I mean, I think if you want to be really bold, I think you got to trade Marner. I think Marner, and I, I know that's Marner's the whipping boy and he's so good on so many levels and he, and he's, he's developed this two way game and he's penalty kills and power plays, but the guy's a deer in the headlights in the playoffs, but the guy's so young that could all change. But I think, you know, you spread that wealth from $11 million around a lineup and, and make shrewd signings. Um, I think he's much more tradable than uh, JT as well. I mean, that that's the kind of bold, bold move that this team has to make. Or, you know, Riley would be the other one. Like, although Riley was, you know, he had a solid playoff. But, yeah, Riley's, can... but Riley's in the last year of his contract and, yeah, and so everybody you're not gonna knows get it. Like, I... I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you're saying and it's only because i think marner is the only guy who can solve all the problems they have he's not a guy i would like to see them trade but i don't know what other option they have then marner to, you're to a, yeah to achieve yeah. to achieve what they need to do if you're going to talk about changing the direction or or you know I mean, freeing up the money to bring in better players it's the, across it's the your lineup. Thing there's, all there's over just again, no, right? There's just no choice. You got to make a tough decision, disappoint a lot of fans, yeah, and, and and have the vision to and confidence to go in there and and just, I mean, that's a tough, tough trade, man. Your 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 reputation is on the line with that trade. You got to. I don't even know if you win it, like, and as far as Marner going on to just be, just have a career that will make Leafs cringe. But if what comes back makes the Leafs a better team, in the end, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, it's about winning the bloody playoffs. You know, that's all that matters. If I was going to look into the future and try to prognosticate, I would suggest that the. The way, the way in which the Leafs are hamstrung right now will not be resolved until someone starts making these hard decisions, like either trading a Marner, what have you. And the only way that's going to happen, because I don't think, I mean, like, we're, we're, we're making these suggestions, and obviously we're just um, throwing stuff against the wall, but Dubas obviously isn't in this frame of mind. I mean, he can't... We don't know. We don't know what Dubas' mind is is like we just don't and and i'm i know well, he's committed to them publicly but i mean if he's a smart guy he can he's thinking about any option possible i just like we've all talked about his resources are so limited to 
and it's never been greater than now. Like, if they were yeah. thin this past year, they're just getting thinner. Like, oh, it's yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's, it's how top heavy this team is. And become. I think, and I think you're seeing it because the moves they're making are not they're not changing the dynamic of the team in anything they've done so far because they literally can't do it. All they're doing is bringing back these, and I am doing air quotes here, these character guys for actually, you know, well, in in Spetz's case, more than he made last year, but that's only because they have to. And in uh, (laughs) Simmons' case... You know, significantly less, but it's like they're not, they're not. I mean, I, you know, we love Spezza, but like, is in all honesty, as you said, Bill, you cannot probably hope, let alone depend on him to duplicate what he did last season. And as far as Simmons goes, I don't even know. Like, I'm just like, really? Well, I will say one thing being a huge Hyman fan, like so many people here and in, in, Toronto fans, because the guy's just, He's, he's just uh, class all the way um, and gives you everything you could ever hope for. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, this is a bold move in itself. They're, they're not going to try to sign this guy for, you know, apparently if you want him for five mil, you know, take him for eight years until he's 37, you know, uh, yeah, he's already foolish. breaking that's down. Foolish. That is, that yeah. would be foolish. Right. Yeah. Or, or give him like, you know, six or like all these teams like Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, and it goes on. There's so many teams, Pens, Panthers. Uh, like he's he's gonna make, he, he's gonna he's gonna get that home run contract that so few free agents in this these sort of post COVID times are getting. Um, he's gonna hit a home run, and good for him. Yeah, and good good for the it. Leafs. Good for it. the Leafs. Yeah, absolutely, and good for the Leafs to not play that game because they can't. So uh, you know. They're only two and a half million dollars richer from what they were last year, but uh, compared to if they signed them, they're you know, there's probably six million dollars richer. Yeah, they got Freddie's five million dollars. Like, this is money they have to replace players with. But I mean, this is the money that they have to have great vision and and yeah, they just got to make really great decisions. The the comment on Hyman is 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 very true, and and frankly, even if let's say the pandemic had never occurred and we were at ninety million now, and the Leafs had the Leafs did have eight or nine million to spend, they would be foolish to sign that contract with Hyman. They would be. I mean, a long term deal for five or six, they'd be regretting it in three or four years or two years. A Hyman long-term deal is a is a foolish thing to get involved in. And let me clarify what actually. Let me add to this comment about Dubas and you know you don't know really what's going on behind the scenes. Well, I would say that's true. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes in terms of you know what they're scrambling to do to address this problem. Whether they're really you know putting Marner's name out there on the trade wire, etc. Although I don't think that's occurring. And the reason I don't think that's occurring is not so much because they're saying it's not occurring, although that certainly backs it up. It's because an executive in charge of a team who went out and signed Tavares and then signed all those other contracts with those other guys, a Kyle Dubas, I don't believe he, you know, it's just human nature. You stick with what you did until 
you finally go over the cliff with it and then he'll be fired at the end of next year and then they'll when they get a new guy in there he won't have any sort of prior history with these arrangements and he will have the freedom both from a an emotional standpoint i'm not the guy who made promises to tavares i'm not the guy who made promises to these guys i can do what i want now and i can be as brutal as i want now and that's my prediction is that this predicament will persist because they won't back off from it and that's because of human nature as much as anything else Next year, or this coming season, they'll miss the playoffs. Dubas will be gone. Boy. Maybe maybe his boss. And then whoever gets in there will clean house in any way they can. I don't want to get rid of Marner. I think he's got great potential. He'll be hitting the 100-point level soon. He'll be, if he ever sees the playoffs again with the Leafs, <laughs> he'll get over his problems in the playoffs. It's addressing the Tavares issue, and I agree, it's a tough one. And, you know, Tavares is an honorable guy, and it's a shame that you would have to do that to him. I mean, he sh I'm sure he had a lot of dreams of this working out. But when the Leafs miss the playoffs next year, he might be having second thoughts. A lot of fingers will be pointed at him if he was one of the underperformers in them not making the playoffs. And he might not find this place so welcome after a well, while. Well, don't, don't discount the fact. And, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just devil's advocate, but don't discount the fact that a large reason the Leafs did not move on from the first round was because JT never played in the playoffs. He's a valuable guy. Um, and he was playing really good hockey. I mean, he got better and better as the year went on. And, you know, his, his, it's going to be the Hyman thing. I mean, by the time his contract is over, he's not going to be the player he was when he first signed it. Look at if, if Dubas can, can somehow trade, uh, Tavares and, and make something out of it, you know, take on some of the term, some of the money on a, on an annual basis, like they did for Phil. I think Phil just came off the books. Yeah. I think uh, he's got yeah. one more year. Is that one more? I mean, yeah, really. whatever Probably out of sight, over. out of mind, right? Like, sure. Go ahead. But again, and I'm just going to say this from the other end is Dubas did change his approach last year. It didn't work, but he changed it. He got a bunch of like, you know, grizzled veterans and tried to add some toughness and some leadership and all those things. All the things that he did not put stock in the way Lou does, right? Like Lou's about, you know, having Marlowe's and stuff and completely overpaying them, by the way, six and six million dollars a year for a washed up forward, you know, to show those kids how to live and how to you know, prepare for games and all that stuff. And that only cost them a first round draft choice just to get it off the books. But anyway, right. I mean, Dubas, I'm going to give the guy a little credit that, you know, like, yeah, it's tough and it is human nature that, okay, this is my guys. I sign them. And maybe it does take that. Maybe it takes this team to just, you know, not make the playoffs, like you said, or or even worse, maybe losing the first round again um, to have Dubis, you know, shot off into outer space and, and bring in some some, I don't know, some guru that will come in here with a scalpel and, and take care of business. I don't care how it happens. I just want something to happen. 
you, you got to admit that Dubas is imaginative. So there will be some manipulation this summer. I just think that the window continues to get tighter and tighter. You know, you're, you're losing a Hyman because uh, he was a deal at two and a half or whatever he was making, and he won't be a deal from now on. You're, you're, you're marching um, Riley to his UFA status, and everything's getting harder to do. Now, like, frankly, I hope they kind of, that Dubas sort of retreats from his grizzled veteran signing status or strategy a little bit. I think that, uh, you know, Sandine and Lilligren should be on the roster next year. I just wish that the Miners had some prospects for the Leafs, other than a couple D-men and one sort of, you know, maybe forward. Yeah, but, suddenly the Leafs, uh, the Marlies are quite thin now. Cupboard oh, is bare. Man. So a lot of that has gone to like poor drafting. Now yes. in the last few years, they've gone, they've they've gotten, um, you know, they've given away some, some, some valuable draft choices, high draft choices. Oh, first rounders, right? But yeah. the drafting, their their draft record sucks. It does. And their development that they were supposed to all be about has not played out. I mean, that's why they got rid of that guy that that King was so enamored with and brought in. <laughs> uh, enamored with him. Well, apparently, apparently he was much better than. Uh, that's the, not the what I hiring. said. That's not what I what, said. What guys are we talking about here? What names are we? Yeah, talking I think about it was here? Pellerin. I think I. I don't think I was enamored with them. I just who said do they have now? Who did they wrote? Who did they replace them with? I'm not getting into it because you're just gonna like you know. I'm not falling into your trap. The draft and development side of things has been screwed partly by all the first rounders that have been traded away and and high picks over the years. Um, but you know they have to do a better job with what they've got. They can't just have that guy in Russia bringing them over these like hit and miss free agents. Oh, totally. Yeah, like, like Mikheyev and uh, God, let Lettinen or whatever his name was the last year. I mean, they've brought in these guys. It's real hit and miss. Totally. Yeah. Where is he now? I, it's, it just strikes me as so counterintuitive that this new organization that the Leafs are supposed to represent would completely turn their back on the most important part of feeding their major league team uh, with quality talent that is affordable in a salary cap league. It's, it's like, I don't know if there's three legs on this stool, but it's one of those three. And it's probably, it's probably the most important leg in any team's you know, quality and, and any team's hope to have a sustained you know, shot at making the playoffs, being competitive in the playoffs, and eventually winning something. They just seem to be so nearsighted. It's, I, I mean, for that reason alone, I would clean house right now if I was an owner. Clean house? Wow, like start all over again? Well, not with the players, but no, I, I would clean he's, he's house with that management. Man, he's talking management. I mean... I mean, because I, remember, I, I don't disagree. They haven't had a top 10 in quite a while, right? And I mean, those are the only sure things. Again, I'm not, it's sort of a function of their regular season success that they don't have, you know, they're, they're not getting that sure thing. I mean, they, 
you know, they're getting slapped on the back for getting Nick Robertson uh, second round, mid second round or whatever. And good for them. But I mean, wow. Nick Robertson is, is, uh, you know, I don't think he's NHL ready. I mean, if he's playing next year, that's a sign of how thin they are. Yeah, um, exactly. Anyway, yeah. I mean, what round did uh, Tampa get Braden Point? Like third round, third yeah, round, yeah, third round. Yeah, and making like you know uh, salaries that you can digest easily. I mean, yeah. that's why they're losing those guys. They traded first rounders for Coleman and uh, Goodrow, and um, that became their their third line, their shutdown third line. And they were both making 1.5 million for two Stanley cup runs. So they got them for the playoffs last year and one more regular season and the playoffs. All they did was win two Stanley cups and now they're going to lose both of them. Um, but yeah, that's good management. That's, that's great management. Okay. I, I've got, I've got one for you. What do you think? And this wouldn't save anybody any money. Uh, would you trade Marner for Eichel if that deal was available? No. No, no, no. Is it because of the injury? Yeah. Yeah. It's an unknown. You're putting uh, – it's so much could go wrong with that trade. You know, and, and there's – I don't think he provides – I don't think it's it's an upgrade necessarily. I think Marner provides just as much. Eichel's an unproven commodity. He hasn't had a playoff record to uh, disappoint, I suppose. But the neck injury, I mean, this is a serious injury. The guy's stats over the last couple of years have, have well, certainly last year was a write-off. So in a one-to-one trade, I mean, that seems like a, you know, let's make a trade for the sake of making a trade. Um, yeah, I that's think I'd, very I think risky. I'd leave that one alone. I'd leave that one alone. Like, don't don't get me honest, wrong. Um, they don't, Leafs don't need another center by the way, either. Well, yeah, it, given it, they have Tavares, yeah, if you want to go Well, no, way. but they would have Tavares. That's my point. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, so three elite centers is uh, something nobody can afford. And he's $10 million. So that's trade. That, that's just like, I think Eichel can make this, this top-heavy lineup more effective than Marner. I don't think that's the case. They got to get, they got to spread out salary. They need to get some you know, some three to $4 million players that are solid yep. contributors to a, a deep team, you know, guys well, that know is, how to win. This is the, uh, this is the sort of far-fetched notion that I've seen. I don't know if it's been um, sort of talked about widely, <laughs> but so the Leafs trade Marner for Eichel, they convince Eichel to have the neck surgery Eichel sits out the entire regular season, much like I Kucherov. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> does Leafs... he wear? Does he wear a shirt? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, at his press conference at the end? No, you know, uh, just in general. Just in general, <laughs> does he wear a shirt? He sits out the entire year. Uh, none of his salary counts against the cap. The Leafs uh, sign a bunch of players, make the playoffs, have a very strong team. Going into the playoffs, Eichel comes back for the playoffs. Oh God! And leaves this win is, the cup. This is why this loophole is just so messed up, man. <laughs> it's no, like the first is, thing I it's hear. A fucking the, disaster. The first thing, the first thing I think of when I hear about Weber today, and you know, I, I feel for the guy. Okay, he's broken down. I get it, but it's like, oh, if this is a scenario where Weber ends up sitting out the season, they go and 
have have like eight million dollars to spend, and then Weber comes back at the end of it. It's like, yeah. where does this stupid loophole end? Like, no, do we a, do we have to crap. apply it? Yeah, do I mean, apply a cap to a playoff, and then you know, talk about tough decisions. You know, you have to ice a lineup for crying out loud. Like, do something. I understand why it went in in the beginning, just to protect teams. You know, if you've invested huge money in somebody, but it's it's just gone sideways. In no, such it's a bad it's way. it has gone more than sideways. It was it was aimed to protect teams from from disasters, and now yeah. it's being used as a as an Tool. advantage. It's ridiculous, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. This is just a ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. They're not even addressing it. They're not addressing it at all. I don't know, man. I don't know. But isn't it a CBA thing? They would have to go to the players' organization. Sounds like it would be a CBA thing. If they did uh, introduce some measures to prevent this from happening, it would have a dampening effect on salaries. So I would imagine the players would want to have a say in that. Okay, no, I agree. I agree with that. On Kucherov, uh, was that a complete? It wasn't a complete sham, right? Like he had a medical issue that was going to keep him out for a large part of the regular season. Is it just that he didn't come back? When he might have, like, to play the last, I don't know, it was a 56-game schedule. Could he have played the last 16 games? Was that? I know, I know, physical miracles happen in the playoffs, but the fact is, the guy, the guy, the guy won the MVP last year, right? Raised <laughs> the true, Stanley yeah. Cup, That's and true. then, and and, but I get that. I mean, you can, it can be a mind over matter thing, for a while, and and so he had this elective surgery. Um, I don't know. The timing is just insane. You just, I remember getting reports like, you know, a, a couple of mu- a month before the playoffs that he's skating now. And it's, it's just well, that's insane. Bullshit. That, he was skating for months before the playoffs. I don't know that, but it, I'll take your word for it. But the fact is, you know, he, he's back in time for game one. And then he goes on to not just lead the playoffs in scoring, but just, you know, weed by a lot. The guy picked up with his yeah, like new hip, 30, I guess. 35 points or something. It's it's just, the whole yeah. thing is so wrong. Not even worth discussing. Because it's just a joke. It's like there's no salary cap. Don't say there is if there isn't. This other fucking bullshit... The whole thing is so wrong. Fucking ridiculous. I want to give us uh, fresh channels uh, to express our outrage. Uh, G, I know that you uh, have a, uh, you got to get to your other podcast. So we'll get through this quickly and then we'll sign off. I uh, I wanted to gauge your uh, reaction to the uh, groundbreaking signing of Pierre Maguire by the Ottawa Senators into the position of executive vice president in charge of player development. I believe is, is I'd the title. I'd love to be a fly on the wall and hear you know Melnick and Maguire just yucking it up 
Like, I think it's a joke, really. Good luck. I think it's a perfect marriage. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I just think the guy's a blowhard. And uh, right. he's teamed That's up with a blowhard. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's awesome. I love it. How long will it be before he's the GM of that? Well, that's the big question. Uh, Dorian's got one more year on his contract. So maybe one year. Uh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> one last prediction for next year. If you were going to pick one of Montreal or Toronto or neither to make the playoffs, what would you say? Toronto, man. To, to make the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, Leafs. Late, yeah, Toronto. Leafs will make. Okay, the, Leafs are going to make the playoffs. They're built for the regular season. That's their thing. I don't. I don't have any any doubt that they'll make the playoffs. Wow. Right, right now, they still have, they still have Riley. You know, they might trade him for whatever. Um, they've got money that they spent on Hyman and or would have spent on Hyman and Freddie. Um, we got to wait and see what happens. But you know that top four, it's. They prove themselves to be a regular season team, and they yeah, can't get past the first round. I mean, I, I think you're if you're being logical, and and hockey isn't about logic, they should make the playoffs. Like, there's no reason they shouldn't. But uh, stranger things have happened. Indeed. Well, there you have it. Uh, that's yeah. our uh, show for this week. I'd just like to uh, just like to wish my one of my very all time favorite players. Uh, Duncan Keith, uh, good luck in Edmonton. I've always liked that guy, and uh, I know that uh, that trade's getting just panned in Edmonton, but it's actually good to see a guy who wants to move for non-hockey reasons actually make that happen, so good for him. Okay. Thanks for that shout-out. Just leave it on that. <laughs> <laughs>